you're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosaski. These are challenging times, and I really needed a guest who would be joyful, hopeful, kind-hearted, and smart. Today's guest is perfect. Eliza Coyle is our guest today on ADD Comedy with Dave Rosaski. I knew Eliza from my days at Second City, where we both started out in the training center together, then moved on to the touring company. Eliza's bold, smart, funny, and charming. She's been in God Bless America, Shakes the Clown, and The Mighty Ducks. Eliza's husband is Joel Murray, a former ADD comedy guest. In the middle of our interview, we learned that Mary Tyler Moore had died, so let's end this intro with an appropriate quote from Ms. Moore. She says, Take chances, make mistakes, that's how you grow. Pain nourishes your courage. You have to fail in order to practice being brave. Yes. Now, here's my chat with Eliza Coyle. I just want to say, this is what's happening. I'm feeling like uh, a, a lot of people, uh, most of the people that I have on us, uh, we talk about, let me just, I'm just going to jump right in. Okay. I needed to talk to somebody positive. Oh. <laughs> That's so sweet. I know. I needed, I just needed to talk to somebody positive. I need to talk wow, to somebody wee. positive who's in my past. And I need to talk to somebody positive who's in my past that I respect and I, and I, and, and I get really excited every time I, I, I see you. And it's just because it, it's such a fucked time right oh, yes. now. Yeah. And, and and I don't know about you, but I have, I feel like I've got, I'm taking care of my my own reaction to what's going on, mm-hmm. and I'm also, people are sending me emails right, and messages right. saying, how can I get through this? Right. And it's just such a fucking interesting time. It's unbelievable. It's well, first of all, I never believed it would happen. Never in a million years. I was doing a play with this guy's um, young gay guy, and he was really worked up about it. And I was like, it's going to be okay. He's not going to win. You need to calm down. It's going to be okay. And then I was like, oh, fuck. I gave the worst advice to somebody who really needed good advice. <laughs> but you, you thought know? at that time that that was what was... That Couldn't was believe what... it. No. Couldn't believe it. And, and, and I get... Um, I went on the Women's March on Saturday, which was terrific. It was amazing. I brought my daughter, who's 16, and I loved, you know, I loved that she was open and accepting to everything, and she's pointing to signs. She's like, ah, my pussy grabs back, too, you know? And I was like, as a mother, I'm like, yeah! Oh, wait, like, oh, yeah! You know? I'm like, that's all right. You can say that all you day, you know? And, um, which, but, and that was a whole nother level of, of acceptance for us, too, which I just love. Who's us? Me and my daughter, uh-huh. you know, that we were, you know, we're in this fight together as women, which I just, that's okay. That's good stuff. Um, but... There's no getting out of it. There's no, like, my husband Joel is so, he's real, real, real active. And um, he wakes me up every morning with his little, you know, his phone comes on. And it's, the, you, you get your CNN notices and you're getting, I kind of like take a little minute. And he's like, every morning. And I'm like, honey, you got to wait. Let me open my eyes before I hear the name Trump. I can't. It's a, it kind of sets you off sideways, you know? It's interesting that, that we've gone that far, and this is the first time you said the word Trump. Oh, yeah. That was really very interesting. Well, but I totally understand that. I don't, and I heard, and I was listening to a television program the other day, and they said President Trump, and I, I looked up, and I was like, what? That, they said President Trump. They actually said those words. That's insane. It's not President-elect. It's President. It's President. It's Trump. President Trump. Yeah. 
I, I'm, I'm, you know, Laura and I are both the same way. Uh, where you, we wake up in the morning and we, we both get on the phone, mm-hmm. and we're that couple. Yeah. You know, but I think that that there are more people that are that couple than not that couple. Well, and yeah. even if you're not a couple, you're probably waking up and going. Okay, let's see what kind of fucking Michigas is happening yeah. right now. Yeah, and that's just a whole that that just points to a whole new level of 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 a predicament in life, and that everything is so immediate. Everything you wake up and you have bad breath, mouth, and you wake up and the first thing you do is get information, and you find out what your friend did last night. You find out what the you know the national security is. You show, everything, and that's weird to me too. Yeah, that is that is weird, and it, it's weird, and it's not what we grew up with. Right, and it happened incrementally. It didn't suddenly just happen. But you wake up one morning and you go, "I have this in my hand." This woman that I love is sitting is lying next to me. Right, shouldn't I, I be have, cuddling? Shouldn't we be cuddling? Yeah. And her alarm goes off, and she sets an alarm, and she sets like fucking nine alarms, and it's like just when you get to the point of like ah, it's like. <laughs> It's like, fuck. So there's Laura's nine. She says like three alarms and then she she staggers them and then she puts snooze alarm on it. Like, is this the first alarm or the second alarm? And then was that nine minutes? I'm like, nine minutes. How come alarms are, how come snooze is nine minutes? But there's all those things that you think about. And then you have this phone, which has nothing to do with this person. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. It's so isolating. And I guess in that way, yes, it's very isolating. And... Yes, and yes, it's very isolating, and it's a reminder to go. It's a reminder for me to say, okay, just roll over and look at that woman there. Yeah, let's just that that brings me back to the present. The roll over and look at this woman, and what we all have to do, and what I'm doing when I when people go, what should I do? Is I go as I say, you you, you contacted me. Hmm. I'm right. here. Right, right. I'm here. Your sister's here. You know, your best friend is here, your mom is here, whatever, your dad is here, whatever, that lady at, that you like at, you know, at, at Starbucks, you know, she's here. Mm-hmm. We're in this fucking together. Mm-hmm. And when the panic sets in, mm-hmm. I, you know, when, when friends go, I don't know what I'm going to do, I say, you, you, you called me, I talked to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily that cooler heads prevail, it, because it's not about that, it's more along the lines of, I'm grateful for one thing, yeah. and that I have you. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that wholly. That because you do have to. There's there's so many things in the ether that that you can't grab onto, but you can grab onto your loved ones. You can grab onto, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. That's. Yeah, yeah, and to remember that they're there mm-hmm. because we do get caught up in this avalanche of the tsunami of information and within that information it's just information but what are you going to do with that information am i going to take that information now okay so i take a picture and it's just a picture i take a picture of you and it's just a picture mm-hmm. it's a fact there is it's a fact there there was you know with old school there was light that hit a, 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 a there was a chemical reaction and a picture was taken okay so you get to look at that picture and say that's a bad picture or that's a good picture right. Or I like that picture, or it's just a picture. Nah, nah. So it's just, right. So it's it's a fact, and you get to deal with that fact. So all of this stuff, I go. How am I going to deal? How am I going to interact with that which just happened? I have a choice. Historically, I would get upset about this, or historically, I would fucking rage about this. 
I get a choice of not to rage, or I get a choice to go, you know what, I'm going to put all... Delete. Off. What's that? Delete. It, you, can you delete it? Because once you, once you yeah, have you it... Can't really. I agree <clears> with that. You can't. And, and I, and I um, as much as that is the impetus at times, you know, you're like, it doesn't go away. He doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is then I talk think about relationships. The moment that you have a relationship, it can never go away. It could just change. So whoever you broke up with in the past, yeah. and I did come across a picture of you and somebody in a, in a kitchen of my place on Rasher. Did you really? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. It was really, really funny. Um, I was like, oh, right. I was at my kitchen on Rasher. <laughs> Uh, with somebody. So, with somebody. And, and you, we don't have, we don't, you don't ever get rid of that. It just changes. Right. So when you break up with somebody, you're just changing the relationship. Right. Well, now I don't break up with anybody except women. That's a weird thing. When like women's relationships go away, it's the same thing as a man. It's this, it's the same thing as, um, there's still something in like, you know, in your 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 body that that was that had a real relationship with someone you know a female great friend and then when you when they're that no longer exists there's a there's an emptiness and there's a hurt about that too right which is so, so I, I i'm i'm really not would not going to break up with my husband ever <laughs> but that's my new breakup is is women right and that's a strange thing too I do know some women that break up with women. Yeah. We know women who break up with oh, women. Oh, heck yeah. And there are people that come up to me and say, why is that woman not talking to me anymore? Yeah. We have a friend who broke up, who was broken up with, and another friend of ours went, why did you break up with me? And she's like, I think we're done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going, what? Yeah. How do you do that to somebody? Yeah. Well, in all relationships, I think your part, I mean, everyone, you know, if your part is perceived differently like I may think that you're my best friend and I'm going to you know oh my god I I, I, I I need everything about you I need your advice I need your love I need your encouragement appreciation validation and to you so you're like God she's so needy that's all she needs 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 you know so we're so un- we're still unaware of ourselves I think and what it is that we have to offer, you know, to certain people. Right. It's different to everybody. It's different to everybody, and everybody gets everybody gets to hold on to that relationship. Just because I, Laura has Laura and I do this bit, and the bit is this: where I'll say, "I, I love you so much," and she'll say, "How nice for you." <laughs> <laughs> and, and for me, it's it's very very funny because that's not that's just so antithetical to what our relationship actually right. is but it's also it also it, it's a good example of that's the way that's what's happening yeah we are we're it's an existential experience and it's not existential on existential it's an existential experience i'm experiencing this for me my this yeah. is what yeah. i'm experiencing yeah and you may not experience that right and chances are you're not experiencing that. Right. And it really depends on how self-aware you are, I truly believe, is how much you the give and take can be um, just uh, real, you know, in and valid, you know? Whereas, yeah. And you always have to remember that everyone goes through their own peaks and valleys in their own lives. And you're like, maybe I said something to someone at a time when they were, you know, fetal. Like crying in in under their covers most of the day, and they come out of the covers, and I say something that's absolutely inappropriate, and then they go back in for another two weeks, and I have no idea. I think, well, isn't that nice? We got to have a nice conversation. 
Whoopsie. <laughs> There's a video of M- Melania, is that her name? Uh, yeah. Oh. Mrs. Trump. Did you see that video? Yeah. Where he's at the inauguration, he she, he turns and he's just, yeah. she's just smiling. And, she's like, and then she turns away and you watch her shut down. Yes. Now, there's shut a lot down. of people who are putting one and one together and coming up with what they perceive it to be two. Yeah, a lot of people have different... What's your reaction to it? My reaction to that is, you have no fucking idea what she went through. You have no idea. That could have been, oh my God, you know, he's... And then he turns around and then suddenly it's like, if I don't poop right now... <laughs> You know what I mean? You have no idea what's going on. I think he on. said, like, shut up. You're making an idiot of yourself. But, but Pence was there. Yeah. And so he wouldn't have said that then. Right. So, and it was, you know, but but you never know what no, somebody is going true. through. One never knows. That is absolutely the truth. Yes. And we can put all of our perceptions on a lot of things, but unless you walk in their shoes, unless you are that person, you can't know. No, you can't know. Mm-hmm. You can't know. And and I, I think about all the times that I was I was at Second City and, and like experiencing the like uh, experiencing everybody there and, and people would say nasty things and mm-hmm. I and I remember Donnie DiPolo saying, Don't pay attention to the politics. Uh-huh. I remember him Almost saying impossible. That. And, and you know what? I think I I did it. Yeah. I did it. I really did it. I feel it. like the girls got more involved in the politics than the boys. I remember going into Joyce one time. I was sitting on the bench waiting. I was understudying. Joyce Sloan, who's Joyce the producer. Joyce Sloan, uh-huh. producer. And um, I went into her because everyone encouraged me. My, my boyfriend, Joel, um, encouraged me, go in and tell her that you're ready to work. Go and tell her because I was sitting waiting. And I, and I was so intimidated by her. So very intimidated by her. And Bonnie Hunt is sitting in her office because they were besties and weren't they chummy. And, you know, and I, and I wanted Bonnie to leave so very badly. And she did not leave and wasn't going to leave. She was like, you know, organizing papers or something. But you're like, no. <laughs> no. That's not your job. But she wanted to hear what I had to say. And I was like, um, <clears throat> Joyce, I was... Um, so I'm. I am. You. You did hire me because you hired me, and um, I just wanted to say that I'm. Um, if like if you wanted me to work, I could work. I would be ready to work if you. It took every every everything in my there and Bonnie's just sitting there with her blonde hair swinging, and I was like, and Joyce. You know what Joyce said to me? She goes, oh. Eve Harrington, hmm? Oh, I see. You're ready, Eve. And I was like, it's Liza, but I am ready. I was like, what the fuck? Who's Eve Harrington? I had no idea. My friend's like, that is from All About, All about Eve. Eve. You go. And I went down to that little, um, remember the little the little video store right on North Avenue? Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I right, went right, down right. there and I rented All About Eve and I watched it. I was grief stick. I, I just mortified. Was mortified. My, mortified. My mouth was open the whole time. I'm like, Eve Harrington? I'm not Eve Harrington. I'm so, oh God. But you know what? I did. I did get to work. Not, right. You know, you do have to stand up for yourself. You do have to say something. And it's interesting to me because that story, because I think everybody, like, there, there are things that I do where I'm like, I fucking can't believe I did that. That's just so fucking humiliating. And you get to hold on to that, that it's humiliating and live with it and just keep beating the fuck out of yourself forever. Or you go, well, that happened. Yeah. What did I learn? Yeah. And leave it the fuck, let it the fuck go. Yeah. I did it. Like, I was not, I did not come from that place ever. What place? Of, of 
you know, of standing up for myself, of, of asking for something. We have nine kids. You ask for something, you're like, well, we don't have anything. So there you go. You right. know, like you couldn't ask for anything. Right. There was nothing to give. Right. Know? Even love. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. And then, and, and Joel's one in nine too, right? Yeah. So Joel's one in nine. You're one in nine. Yeah. Um, and yet... The relationship that you have with your kids is very different. Well, it's that. generational too, isn't it? You right. know, everyone's everyone is a hands-on parent now. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the way it is. What do you mean hands-on parent? I think I know. Well, what that is. everyone is just is just so much more involved in their children's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I, my dad could not say I love you. It was really hard for him to say I love you, and not and and he loved us all. He loved every one of us, and we knew it. But he'd be like, love you, Dad. And he'd be like, where are your boots? You how know? nice for you. <laughs> yeah, how nice for you. <laughs> so now as a result, oh. like we say I love you ad nauseum. We're like, pass the salt. I love you. You know, can you turn that channel? I love you. Are you going to the bathroom? I love you. Great. Right. You say I love you all the time. As long as it's not passive aggressive. Not passive aggressive. No. Just, and, then, and I'm, of course, being, you know. Um, a little hyperbole, but 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 we say I love you at the end of every phone call. When they walk out of every door, um, we say I love you all the time. I that, that's I, I do the same thing. Lauren, mm-hmm. I do the same thing. I do it with my mom. I do it with my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do it with my brother. I do it with my sister. And, and isn't here's it funny? Th- certain siblings you do it with, and they're like, mm, what, "What's that?" Well, I was about to say, my my <laughs> sister will go, uh, my sister will go, "I love you too," or my sister will say, "Okay, I'm gonna go. I love you," and I'll say, "I love you too," and my brother will say, "I'll say I love you," and he'll go, "Love you," or "Okay." You know, yeah. like one of those, and I know he does. Yeah. I very well know that he does. Yeah. But it is that where it, it's a tough word to say. Yeah. And it's tougher than the word hate. Yeah. Well, we opened up that can and, and it just flows. Like that word is so easy to say. In my house, growing up, it wasn't easy to say. And now it's just like a sprinkler. It says, it's, it's said at the Murray house all the time. And I also love the fact that, that it seems to me that you are you are aware that that word is within that sentence. And it's ju- not just the have a nice day. Yeah. Where it really means what it is that you're saying. I, in a, in a very morbid uh, way, always think that I want that to be the last word that I say to anyone. If you walk out the door and uh-huh. if I don't say I love you, I want you to say, I want, I just want, I just want, I don't know. I love you. Right. At the end of it's the cap. Right. And it's and it's the send off. It's the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also the idea of like, oh what if I what if a piano falls on top right, of me? Right, I know, that's what I mean. <laughs> a little morbid. Right. What if the piano falls on top of me? And it, it's going back to because love ya is fine. Mm-hmm. There's a word isn't there. I love you is great. I end a lot of business because my my business is dealing with people that are artists yeah. who I connect with and yeah. very often I'll say love mm-hmm. at the end of that. Um, and I'm very aware of when I say love and I'll say peace and I'll say whatever, Happy New Year, whatever the fuck it's going to be. Uh, I'm aware of saying that. Um, I We were talking about yes and before yeah. we started. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And talking about yes and. And the yes and thing has become the theatrical equivalent of have a nice day. It fucking doesn't mean anything anymore. I don't think that it means anything. And I also, and 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 I, I don't want my I love you to be that. Okay? Yeah, well, I certainly don't either, but I really don't believe it is. I don't, I, I'd say I pepper it into a lot of sentences, but I really mean it every time I say it. Mm-hmm. Right, you right, know? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although yeah. sometimes with my teenagers, I'm like, love you. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. But there's that 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 part of it is I love uh, that's a 
very different love. That, <laughs> that might be a love that I don't know about, you know? Because it is a parental thing. It's like, I fucking love you. Yeah. You're so lucky. You're so lucky I You're love so you. You're so lucky I love you. Yeah. You're just so fucking lucky that I love you. Um, and it, and, and to, to, to live your life where you go, if this were my last day, yeah. am I satisfied with that which I have done? Yeah. And if I say, and it's not an insurance policy to go, I love you. At least I said I love you. Right, and right, And then right. they, you know, the piano fell on them. Yeah. But it's that in that moment, I, I, in that moment, that's what I fucking feel. Yeah, and I want moment. you to know it. And I want you to know it. And you get to do with it whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. There have been a couple conversations when I've been like in a really pissy ass fight with Joel or something, and I um, hang up the phone. I don't say I love you, and I and it, and it weighs on me as if the piano was on me. You know, I was like, uh, do 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 do. <laughs> I love you. Click. <laughs> and we, uh, yeah, I, my mom's going through some health things right now, and and it's it's intense. It's really intense. And she had, she's in, um, she's in a rehab center in, uh, I haven't talked about this because it, it just happened. She's in a rehab center in um, Lincolnwood or Evanston or something in, mm. in the States, in the States. <laughs> and um, so international now. I'm very international. I say right, things like right. in the States, <laughs> uh, in our, in our former area that we used to live in. And um, she, she's not all there. Mm. And so when she says I love you at the end of the sentence, at the end of our conversation, it is fucking heavy. Because that's my mom. Yeah. It's heavy. It's always heavy. And the way that she says it, there's almost there's almost tears in it. Mm. And I don't know that it's she... It's a lifetime of I love you. Oh my God, it really is. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. And and to watch that happen, or to to witness that, and of course we all witness that, we all witness the the the, um, yes. the de degeneration yes. of that, mm -hmm. and it's tough for me to be out here and for her to be oh, in Chicago. Oh my God! It, I'm going to a funeral tomorrow in Chicago. I'm flying out. My auntie died, and um, you know she was 91. <clears throat> she led a terrific life, but I was I, I, part of me was like, I don't fucking want to. Chicago is cold. I don't want to go. And then I was like, Jeepers Creepers. We got to, we all got to go. I'm, you know, Atlanta, Minnesota, California. Let's go. And, um, you know, troops are rallied. You, you, you know, you forget, to, you forget that there's an expiration date. Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah. then that's why you say I love you. There's an expiration date. Exactly. And every time that when it's like being in a, being in an improv scene where you're saying it's not about the fucking ending of the scene. Because the scene's going to end. It's, what am I doing with this moment at this scene right now? Right. Yes. And all those people that you mentioned from all those different corners of the United States, you haven't seen them in a long time. Right. So it's interesting because the, the, uh, the minusing of that person in the world yeah. brings a plus together. And what we were talking about earlier with relationships is that you always, they live in you. You know, when you come from a big family, you think, that's just my family, and we're my family. But then all of a sudden you go, oh, shit, I haven't seen him in three years. And you you kind of think in the past because you're a unit, and then you realize you haven't seen someone for so long, and you're like, 
Holy crow, let's go. We, we got to get let's together. Go. We got to be here. And, it, and here's the thing. It's just, it, it's time. It's time. It's, 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 it's a period of time. Yeah. And you get to deal with, it's a period of time. So put those other fucking things off. Well, that's what I was saying before we were talking about it. I've been saying, I've been coming from a place of yes all the time. And because of things like that, you know, you start to realize that there is an end date, you know, I'm not a spring chicken. And you kind of go, let's have an experience. If it comes to me, I will take that. Right. You know, like I was a little nervous coming here. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, what am I going to talk about? But, you know, I love you and it's very easy to talk to you. But I was like, yes, let's come and talk. Oh yeah, 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 you know? yeah. And when I, when you said that you're saying yes, I'm I'm and I say I've been teaching no. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what I mean is I'm not. Of course, I say yes to all these experiences that I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but the no that I'm teaching is in classes where I'm asking students to say no. In, tell me. Okay. Um, if I say to you, um, uh, and we're doing a scene, I say, Susan, would you hand me that coaster? No. Come on, Susan, hand me the coaster. Mm, not right now. I really, I just need the coaster just for a second. It's got a purpose right now. I'm using it. Right. Okay, good. Now, say yes. Susan, would you hand me that coaster? Oh, no, everything just spilled. And I left a ring on your... <laughs> right, but you're handing me the coaster. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know, and we've lost the our fucking over. scene. Yeah, yeah. The scene, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm teaching people to feel in that moment, to be in that fucking moment, at that moment, and fuck the end of what it's going to be because there is an expiration date. Nobody ever watches an improv scene, you know, waiting for it to end. Or maybe you do, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I do Fingers remember. Crossed. <laughs> I do remember, I remember Ruthie Rudnick in, uh, when <laughs> Ruthie, Ruthie was in a, a Herald team at Improv Olympic back when I was on Wilton, back in the old days. And uh, she's at a Herald team and um, it's tanking. It's fucking tanking. And everyone on stage was looking at their feet or shuffling their hands. And, said, and Ruthie was smiling. Because she's like, I know this fucking sucks, but this too will pass. Yes. You know? <laughs> that's sort of my, by the way, sidebar, that's sort of my parenting um, uh, model is this too shall pass. You know, like kids can be assholes, you know, I can be an asshole. This too shall pass, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and boy oh boy, that's a great fucking lesson. It is. Yeah. Just wait a minute. You know? Just wait a minute. Yeah. It's like just Chicago wait weather. Just exactly. wait a minute. It's exactly. gonna change. That's what we learn about that's being in Chicago. Learned. You don't yeah, like the weather. Right. Wait a minute. That's right. I was at a show the other day. Um somebody oh here's a yes. Here's a so yes. So one of my students, a former student of mine, Terrence LeClaire. How about that for a name? Pretty Terrence sweet. LeClaire, he's yeah. tall, he's lithe, he plays the piano, and he's French. What the uh, fuck? Fuck you. Hmm. Anyway, nice guy. Yeah, hey, so he puts a show together that's essentially a poetry poets and their stand-ups and he's like we're gonna do it over on uh in the arts district at mm-hmm. art chair down uh near little tokyo mm-hmm. which by the way is a really cool that's where I, that's where we were just were at the march and we had lunch down there at fritzy's and it was fantastic oh i love food i know i love food I fucking love food mm-hmm. so um we're sitting and watching this so so he has me come because you know he he you know he wants yeah, me yeah. to see if I can do something in there. It's like great. And I was like, yeah, I'll improvise a poem as long as it's not comedy sports. So <laughs> um, so uh, I'm sitting there and, and he asked me to do this 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 poem a riff and I like okay fine and I just went off and it was done. It was beautiful and then I sit down and a woman comes up and she does not fucking stop. She 
is not she's not making sense she's going really fast i can't understand what she's saying i can't understand what she's saying in a manic state right and exactly and i was thinking oh okay here's an opportunity to just sit and to, to tell myself and to believe it and engage in and practice this too will pass yeah and notice, and I was noticing things that she was doing up there because the words weren't making sense, but I wasn't there at that moment to watch the words. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. I was there, you know, the fate had put me there to yeah. to notice something else about her or to have the lesson of this too will pass. That's how I do yoga, by the way. This too will pass. I mean, I'm supposed to be all spiritual, but I'm like, hold it, hold it, hold it. It's going to end. It's going to end. And right. it ends. And, that, and yoga is a really great example of that too because you're in relationship to your body and it's just you and nobody can fucking help you out. Mm-hmm. How often do you do that? Well, I go in, you know, fits and spurts. I'm back on again. I'm back on. Mm-hmm. Um, December was a little rough. I was, I was a lot of Christmas parties. It's December. And it's December, it's yeah. December. No, but there's, no, no. December is no, no. glutton for me, gluttony for me. Oh, so then in January, you know, I don't, I do no drink January and I just like try to get in shape and I just, yeah. Um, How's that? It's actually, it sucks for like the first three days because, you know, drinking's habitual. You're like, it's five o'clock. I'm going to make dinner. I'll have a glass of wine. Oh, wait a minute. No dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> in and out. Because <laughs> it's ritualistic, right? It's all about, um, but then after a while, you're like, yeah, it's fine. I have not gone a day without having a drink. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I have not gone a day without having a drink in, I don't know, uh, in three years, two years, three years. Because I don't do the Lent thing. Obviously, I don't right. do the Lent thing, so there's not that. And I think, ah, well, you know, I won't, I won't. And the other day I went out and was like, I, you know what, I want to get a bottle of vodka. Because I just have a little bit of vodka, and it's not like, yeah. you know, just have a little bit of vodka, and I want a bottle, bottle of vodka. And I come back, and I put it in my freezer. It's like, I already had a bottle of vodka. <laughs> See, like, that's the thing is you think about it, you know. It becomes a part of who, you know, of what you're doing. You're like, well, I am going to go to class, then I'm going to, uh, then I'm going to, whatever, do some shopping, then I'm going to go have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. It becomes part of, you know, it's part of, and I'm Irish Catholic, you know, like I enjoy the ease like the first couple days if you have anything any annoyance in your life is when you realize how alcohol dependent you are you're like oh that bothered me i think i'll have some wine you know no but is is it is it to calm your nerves for me and maybe it's an excuse because i'll go you know what i I, I, I uh it's not it's never i need to have a drink it's more along the lines of you know what tastes good right now yeah and that could be just an excuse yeah what well, could really taste good right now? But at five o'clock, all of a sudden you start thinking about how it's going to taste. Oh yeah. You don't think about it at noon or ten no, in the morning. No, no, no. Unless you're out. Unless you're out. Well, like if you're like right, if you're like at a brunchy sort of situation, right? You know, outdoor festival, like you know. <laughs> Those outdoor festivals that you have, you know, and you, anything can be a festival. Anything can be a festival. <laughs> I went out to uh, Laura. That uh, Costco festival. Exactly. Where you... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The NPM Mini Mart festival. Um. Uh. Uh, uh, Monday, uh, uh, Brian Bondell, Laura, and I went out to Kiku's, which is a Japanese restaurant. Oh, yeah. Here. I really like that place. And uh, we had lunch, and I did not have a drink. And I thought, hmm, good for look me. At me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And uh, uh, because I do think about, can I go a day without drinking? 
And I, for me, it's usually later in the day. And Laura and I forgot where we were. Maybe I think we were overseas or somewhere. And I said, oh, my God. I Well, know, in I Europe, too, you always drink in the afternoon. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, and, fuck. and then when you're in different places, you're like, like I'm not going to have scotch in Scotland. Right. And I'm not going to have beer in, yeah. in Germany. And I'm yeah. not going to have a, a Pinot in, in New Zealand. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, and I said to Laura, I said, oh, I, I just had... I just had a glass of wine. I just had a glass of wine, which meant I all that I had was a glass of wine. Yeah. And she took it as, you just had a glass of wine. Yeah. And then she reminded me that, oh, <gasps> oh, we just got news that oh, Mary Tyler Moore died. No. Oh. Oh, I loved her. Me too. Speaking of drinking, she was. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's so sad. Wow, that's a shock right there. That's a shock. And that changes everything. That uh, re- right. That's so sad. It is so sad. But it goes back to there's an end date. Right. But ay. Ay. She didn't uh, Did you know that they're doing another um Mary Poppins? Uh, They're doing another musical with yeah, Mary Poppins? I think I did hear that. Yeah. I can't remember who's Mary, but someone I didn't expect. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, I know. It's sad. Now, you, is it... What? I know. She was 80. Oh, did that, is that what that said? Yeah, it said that she was 80. 80's not that old anymore. No. No, oh, my Lord. mom's 79. I get to go, oh, she's only 79. I did a play with Paul Dooley, 88 years old. Yes. He's 88 years old. He's 88. And he He had most of the lines. Right. He was in every scene. Right. He had monologues like the length of my arm. Oh, What an amazing man. He is just a fucking amazing man. He's amazing. He's one of these people that... Because he was on the podcast too. Oh, yeah. And his fucking stories... Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And he remembers everything. I remember shit. He remembers everything. Right. He remembers. Uh, he remembers. He remembers people. He remembers stories. He remembers dates. Like that. I don't get how how people remember dates. You you watch like the old like Johnny Carson and and uh, Bob Hope. You'd be like, well, it was December in '39. Right. And I was like, what? Right. 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 How do you know it was December '39? Right. Mean, Jesus. And there are people that have uh, so. Um, I've had so many people on on the podcast who just have so many fucking great stories. And they do have such fucking specifics about it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> and I, I just want to keep digging at yeah. these people and keep fucking digging. George went. I was like, I, it ended. I'm like, I'm gonna. But how? You know, we only oh, now. Can we do another hour? <laughs> you know, like, no, he's got to go. He's a per, he's a real. He's real. Yeah, good important guy. Yeah, yeah. And talking to Joel was another one. I was like, Joel's oh, got stories. Oh he remembers my stories. God, he really does. He's he really, stories. really remembers yeah. stories. And, and sometimes I'd like I hear the beginning. I'm like, I'm just gonna go make a cup of coffee because I heard it. But isn't <laughs> there also so? This is what I was talking to somebody. I was talking to, to uh, Laura and I were talking about okay your birthday what do you want for your birthday and if you could have anything for your birthday what would it be and this is what I thought I'm going to gather my friends together and I'm going to pick my friends based upon the stories that they say and I just want them to fucking sit around me and I want them to tell that story yeah yeah and that's it just tell that story Laura has told stories it's like oh I could walk away or I could go Oh, I like this story. Yeah. I like that story. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's actually, I, I, I feel like, you know, we had such a large group coming out of Chicago, you know? Remember? It was so many people came from Second City. And, and you and came out here when? We came out earliest. Yeah. We came out, Joel got a job on Grand. Right. Called. 
And in so 90? It was eight, the end of 89. Right. Yeah. And I was finishing up a play. I was doing a play called Methuselah with the new crime uh-huh. people. Yes. And so, and by the way, yes. I was like all knocked up too. So oh. I was like, <laughs> so I was, and I also was doing, I was doing still Second City. So Second City, new crime, Joel gets, we get married. Um, Joel gets the pilot picked up on our little honeymoon and then he takes off and then I'm like doing plays, doing Second City and moving. I don't know why I told you that's just a little bitch session. Um, anyway, so we get out here and like there weren't as many people. People start coming, coming, coming. And it and it was just like such a, a large and large group of people and, and people intermingled and interacted so much more. And it kind of is a little sad because going to your show the other night was was a little taste of that again. I loved it, you know. Oh my God. Right? It, it was it was and and for me, so we did a Stacy's Not Here, which is a group that I was in for like thirteen years we were yeah. together at the same at the same theater at bang and it was a reunion of not just the people that are on the stage right. but everybody in right. the audience that was there and that fucking show was sold out oh yeah and and that the great thing was it was sold out by people who were all t- connected i was like joe we need to go to this show you know like i really wanted to come see it and it's you know what we don't have any longer we don't have that meeting place right that we had jeff and jane's place we had jeff and jane's we had right. second city we had io was for a while it's not Quite the same. No, it's not the same. Second City um, is not the same. A lot of, yeah. I really feel that it. I really feel that it needs to be something. And they're opening up another space. Um, this is my understanding. Downstairs in the same building, but it's not a clubhouse. Yeah. And I don't feel welcome there. Although there are pictures of people that I know yeah, in the hallway. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really feel welcome there, and I don't feel not welcome there. Yeah. Whenever I go there, I feel like. Well, it's not like you you're know, gonna go there and just go have a drink or something. It's not no. Like, you know. Well, it's not like that. I would do that in Chicago either. Yeah. But really. I would go to see a show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I would go to see. I haven't, I haven't seen a show in a really long time, but I would go to see a show. And whenever I go to Chicago. If I'm in Old Town, I'll walk through the theater because mm-hmm. it's sort of like going to a museum. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and it's so fucking different now. Yeah. Really different. It's so different. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Cheryl Sloan, whose mother, Joey Sloan, was the producer, and she was saying that it's really different, too, in the fact that there's hecklers and there's a problem with hecklers, which was never... That just didn't happen. Well, it did. And people with our base yeah. on stage, which that was also a no-no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there were hecklers, but it was mostly like a drunk woman or somebody shouting something yeah, out. It yeah. wasn't a heckler that was mean. Yeah. And these hecklers are now fucking mean. They are mean, and it's it's awful. Because what there was apparently somebody said uh, there was an article that I read where somebody went, um, "What? Well, okay, what bothers you?" And somebody at the rail at ETC said, "I'm sitting next to a family of Mexicans." Oh. And whoa. right, and that 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 shattered it. That shattered everything. That shattered it. And that cast that ends up. You know, people quit from that cast. People quit from that cast, and there was management changes from that cast, and shit is going down. I know, and it's going down big time. I feel like we're bringing it all back because it's 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 endemic of what's going on just in society too. The fact that you know sacred spaces, like to me, a theater is a sacred space. You know, and that, oh god, it really, really is a sacred space, and it's Mm -hmm. and and. This idea that you can say whatever it is that you want to say wherever it is that yeah. you want to say it. It's like, no, no. that's Except if you're a journalist <laughs> anymore. Right. <laughs> right. 
That scares the shit out of me. All that stuff scares the shit out of me. And then and that's why we have people calling us saying, what can we do? What can I do? And I'm, and I'm thinking, well, um, and I think the, the, the main thing for Laura, Laura and me is I keep asking, who's, who's protecting us? Who's watching out for us? Mm-hmm. Who in the media is watching out for us? Who in Congress is watching out for us? Who's watching out for us? And what you realize is no one no one and it's interesting that you say that too because as our elders go away you know doesn't matter how old you are when you lose a parent or lose a mother mother father um you feel like an orphan you feel like a child and going you going through this with your mother it's it is it's a very humbling experience even though you're an adult very successful progressive intelligent good relationship, all these things that, that make up a fine person, you still feel like a child, a little baby when that happens. It's right. so, it's, we're really vulnerable. Very vulnerable. And to allow ourselves to be that vulnerable. Yeah. And to say, I need to call you up on the phone and I yeah. need to talk, I need to talk at you. Yeah. I don't necessarily need for you yeah, to. Yeah, we lost our leader. Right. And we're, we're, we're all... Children. <laughs> we lost our leader we, we lost our leader yeah and then and so what that says is we lost our leader so that sentence is a very interesting sentence because it says we lost our leader but at least we have we still have we you know there's still we there's still well us. that's what there's i still... do think i think there's a lot of like linking arms and 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 that's the beauty of what's going on right now but still right you know yeah still and we can't delete it we can't delete it we can't delete it mm-hmm. um so you, who do you connect to at that march? You certainly connect to the people, but you also connect to your daughter. Yeah, yeah. And at that moment, your daughter needs you and yeah. you need her. And what also happened was somebody organized that fucking thing. And uh, somebody organized that thing and 750,000 people came. Mm-hmm. Because they needed to be part of that. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, you know what I love too, is everyone's... Everyone was marching for different things, and I think it, and everyone was like, valid, valid, sure, right on. You march for that. You march for that. And um, it wasn't just one thing. No. You know, and I thought that was beautiful, too. And it's also interesting that that would not have happened had that, that beautiful thing that we've experienced that your daughter had never experienced prior to that and that you never experienced with your daughter prior to that came from this awful thing right. happening. Right, So, uh, do you know Chris Cahill? Mm-hmm. So Chris, call, Chris would call it uh, Chris would call it a, a, a blowing up the picture. Mm-hmm. So blowing up the picture means that which you think that you're in the picture of, it blows up, and now you got nothing, mm-hmm. or you have this new thing. Um, yeah, you uh, have a new thing. You have always. a new thing. Mm-hmm. Alexandra Billings, you know Alex, right? Yeah. So Alex calls it in her teaching and her philosophy and living a life. She calls it shattering. Mm-hmm. And it's really beautiful because she's like, we shattered and all of us fucking shattered. And when we shatter, what ends up happening is that which we thought was protecting us is no longer there. And now we have to find another. She's the best example she's, of that. Oh, she's the fucking best right? example of that. I took her, I studied with her for a little bit. I was like in love with her. She's amazing. She really is amazing. Yeah. And she's one of these people that we go to in these crises or these challenging times and to say, I need for you just to talk. Oh, gosh, yes. Yes. She's so wise. She's been through so much. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. She should be dead. Yeah. A couple times. A couple times. A couple times. For different reasons. Yeah. And the, yeah, she's... And what's happening to her right now, 
because she does not hold on to that bullshit that's in the back, in the past rather, she's what she's doing is she's she's moving, she's yeah. fucking aware yeah. of everything. Yeah. And she has these phrases that are just such beautiful phrases like, you know, she calls everybody angel, which is really, you know, and, and n- nobody else could get away with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you couldn't get away with that. I couldn't get away yeah. with that. Joel couldn't get away yeah, with that. God, no. You know, I don't know. Joel would get slapped. <laughs> exactly, exactly. When Laura says things like, oh, would you get, would you hand me the, would you, I don't know, pass me the, the whatever, the, the Burt's Bees angel. I'm like, or, oh, no, love. Would you pass me the Burt's Bees love? I'm like, who the fuck are you? What do you mean love? <laughs> but anyway. It's, it's all international traveling and such. That's what it is. Love, would you pass me the like, Oh, that's brilliant. Cheerio. Um, My but mobile. She, she says things like, uh, that is Alex says things like, you know, and, and it's a beautiful metaphor. It's like, you were born with wings. Use them. Mm. You were born with wings. Use them. Um, jump off the cliff and mm-hmm. learn how to fly on your mm-hmm. way down. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And She said some, one thing to me, and I use it in life all the time. And she said it in reference to auditioning, but it's a really metaphor for life. And she said, do you know what is the scariest part of any audition? Is when she makes the symbol, like her arm comes out as if to open the door, right? And she says this right here, this action. When you go to open the door is the scariest part of anything. You open the door and you see there's four fucking people. I've seen him before. I know he cheats on his wife. I don't give a shit about that one. And she's like, ah, now I can deal. Now I know what to do. It's just the unknown, that little tiny bit of time that you don't know what you're going to be faced with. And once you face them, you're like, pa, okay. Right. There are other people too. Or there are other situations, or there whatever, and I I use it with my friends all the time. I'm like, just get to the doorknob and open it. Right. All and, the time. And to also realize that your that part of the process of living your life is opening that door. It certainly is. There's so much about that opening the door that happens to you every day. You're like, right. ah, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh, I got to open the door. She calls it. I believe that she calls it liminal space. Oh, does she? And liminal space space is essentially the space between the things. So it's the idea of um, you get a phone call about a friend and they ask you to come over. The liminal space is you hang up the phone and getting, and getting in the car. Yeah. That is, and you going, yeah. this is happening to me right now. Yeah. This is happening. Yeah. And the I don't know yeah. is part of living your life. Mm-hmm. The I don't know and that reaching for the doorknob yep is part of living your life. Yeah. And you can look at that and go, oh my God, I'm about to open this fucking door. Yeah. Or you can go... And it is scary. It's frightening. You're like, I could leave right now. I could so leave right now. Right? I don't. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. You you reach out and you go, here we fucking go. Here we go. And that's the jumping off. And that's the learning to fly right there. Because you have to face it. You have to face it. Mm-hmm. And you guys have been through... You know, I remember... I rem- you've been... Did you have a... a one of your kids, uh, there was a pool story yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you know, and, and that where you go, okay, all right, okay. And then you jump the fuck right into that. Oof, that makes me cry even thinking about it. Yeah, I don't mean to bring it up, but but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is when I think about the things that, the strength that my friends have, yeah, I think about that. Mm-hmm. When I think about you don't fucking think twice about doing it. But you know what's interesting too, that liminal space you say? It can linger. If you let it. And that is what's really scary. You know? It can be a long time before you face what it is you need to face. And that's that's a big lesson in life. 
like right now, what's happening right now. Yeah. Is we don't know what's happening. Right. We don't know what's happening. And But the problem is there's nothing to hold on to. There's nothing there's to us. Like, actually. And that's you and I true. are having this conversation. We are. We are. You know? And we I, are. And it, but it, sorry to say, it's, it's, it's like a, it's, it's like a panacea, you know? It's a salve. Yeah. But salve. even in this moment right now. Right. Yeah. We're not. We're right. not dwelling on it. Right. What we're doing is we're, we're connecting. Right. And so we're not dwelling on it. So even it's those little fucking victories. Yeah. It's, it's that. Do you have any friends who are Trump supporters? I or, did and I stopped it. Uh-huh. I did. I couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. A couple. Really? Yeah. And when I see their names, it gives me PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, there's people in, I mean, you know, my kids are in school, their parents and stuff. There's people that I know that are Trump supporters, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very odd. It's very odd. And what do you do with these people? For me, I was like, I can't talk to you. Yeah, you just don't engage. No, I don't engage. And there was someone online who's like, I went to, apparently I went to high school with him. And he's like, come on, Dave, there's this. And it's like, give him a break. He's down and like, you know what? I don't think you are empathetic. Because I don't know how you do that. And being... You know, everybody has their, their history that they bring into it. But for me, being Jewish is a major part of why that's not okay. Because mm-hmm. I look at it and I think, my uncle's entire family mm. was wiped out. Mm-hmm. While people said, you know what, it's not going to be that bad. Right. Right. Right? And that's what makes me look sick that I said that to but, this poor but, boy. But we but, live in that moment where we go... And shocked that it happened. Well, we live in that moment. You didn't bring it on. I didn't bring it on. But we live in that moment where we go, of course that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was so absurd. It was just so absurd that right. it even happened that I was... I couldn't right. wrap my head around it. No. No. It was so absurd. Yeah. And you go, this is... What? No. Yeah. And that it happened the same year that the Cubs won the World Series. And you think... <laughs> that's what I... That's what really... It bummed me out when I was like, it was the worst year ever. I'm like, well, there was a little bright... <sighs> there was that. There was that. And that was that was the, right there. <laughs> that was that. But the that. fact that we get it in the worst time. Absolutely. So, it's like so, you know, you're like, God, Cubs, I love you. Did you go? I went to, I went to game five. No, I did not. We did not go to a game... Um, no, we did not go to a game. I really, I, I fought. I fought, like, fucking fought so hard. I'm like, they're not going to pull me in again this year. I'm oh, not going to have yeah. my fucking heart broken That again. was Dan Castellaneta. I was doing a play with him. And I, and Dan was like, don't, don't even tell me. And I was like, Dan, do you want to know what happened last night? And he's like, nope. And he was just like, he's like, my heart has been broken in half. In half. Right, right. Right. So then he was all excited. So a, a little story about that is I was doing that play and... Um, that was one that Devin Dan wrote? Yes, Devin uh, Dan wrote. Uh, and, uh, um, old Man in a Car. Old Man in a Big Car. And, uh. and we had the Monday off, which we never had. It was during rehearsals. So it was Saturday and Joel had gotten me a red-eye ticket to watch the Sunday game and I could come back Monday. And I was so fucking tired. We rehearsed six days a week for, you know, eight hours. Well, not eight hours, but 100 hours a day. And um, it was like, I was like, what happened to the make-em-ups? This is really hard. I got to learn all these things. I don't nice remember things. things. I don't remember things. That's God why I don't it. do this anymore. Why does Paul Dooley remember everything? And I'm, anyway, um, so I was like, 
I drove to the airport. I was going to park my car. I couldn't find the fucking parking lot. I was literally in one of those things like, I can't go. I can't go. And Joel's in Chicago going, Liza, it's okay. I'm like, I can't. I can't me. She's like, find the thing. So I finally find the stupid parking lot. I'm like, I'll never make it. I gotta take a bus to the airport. And I'm gonna. And so I get to the airport. There's not a soul there. I walked in through security. They're like, you have pre-check. Oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I didn't have to take anything. I got in. I sat in my seat. And I was like, huh, that's weird. And then literally, I got a text from my friend while I was panicking. She goes, you want to be part of this? And I go. Oh shit! I do. I want to be part of this. I want to be part of the Cubs, win. and they won that night. That was Game Five in Chicago. Jesus Christ! It was. I was seriously. I was like, I'm not going. And that was all part of my say yes to things. You've got to say yes. I love the sentence. You want to be part of this. Yes, you want to be part of this, and that was like, whoa. And I did. And I'm so glad I was. If I had, if I hadn't gone, I would be kicking myself for my whole life. Right. You know? Right. So what? You're a little it's, tired. Right. So what? You're a little tired. Yeah. You want to be, you want to be part of this. Mm-hmm. I want to be part of this. Yeah. And that's you saying yes. That's me saying yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Let's stop there. Okay. That was fucking awesome. Thank you so much. That was fun. You want to be part of this. If you're looking for a mantra for 2017, you could do worse. Thank you, Eliza Coel. I'm glad you did this. Eliza's got a wonderful Not My Finest Hour coming up after these announcements. There we go. I'll be in Orlando, back at the SAC Theater, January 20th to the 22nd. On February 19th, I'll be in Chicago for a one-day point-of-view intensive. I'll be having my Italian premiere at the Welcome International Improv Festival 2017 in Rome. Three days of workshops with some of the finest teachers in the world. And as always, iActing, my online acting classes. If you live somewhere, chances are I'll be teaching there. All workshop information at davidrozowski.com, ADD Comedy with Dave Rozowski, is produced by Laura Parker and me send questions and comments to Dave at addcomedy.com. Here's Liza Coyle's installment of Not My Finest Hour. And now, Eliza Coyle's Not My Finest Hour. Well, you told this story, which reminded me of a particular uh, excrement story that I had of my own. I was hiking in Runyon Canyon, which is a pretty popular place to hike, um, you know, here in Los Angeles. And um, I did, I was hiking with my friend Rebecca Corey, who's, she's a little comedian who is so hilarious. She was a guest on my podcast. She's so funny, right? Fucking great. She's fucking great. And she, but she is like, that's the way it goes. She, there's nothing, there's nothing frosting on her cupcakes. It is like, you know, made of coal. Nothing, <laughs> right? So I was like, God, Rebecca, oh, God, I think I have to go bathroom and she's like well you should have gone before and i'm like oh, i know i know it's good it's like talk 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 and we just just tell me a story i'm like oh, God, i'm not kidding it's like bad she goes well do you have to piss i go mm, mm. <laughs> it's worse than that <laughs> oh you have two choices <laughs> and you have two choices onesies or twosies well i had a twosies fresh fresh ready to go and um, so finally, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't wait, I can't wait. And that rarely happens to me. I think I might have taken some, you know, like uh, magnesium or something, which mm-hmm. makes you shit, by right. the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, magnesium makes you shit. Um, so you, just so you know, <laughs> just so you know, lovely listeners. Um, 
So I go to, like, I couldn't even get that far into the woods, you know? I go to a place where I think is sort of hidden, but it's not that hidden. It's behind a rock, and apparently these people that were just coming down could see me. And this one guy goes, oh, great, there's a girl pissing in the woods. And <laughs> Rebecca goes, it's worse than that. <laughs> And you're in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, I was like, fuck you, Rebecca. I could piss all day, but taking a shit is really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs>